handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, we are doing Derek's Mock Draft 2.0, option B. Option B being a tradeback scenario for the Indianapolis Colts in this 2021 NFL Draft. So, Derek, we already did the one where the Colts stayed at 21. You already gave your thoughts on that. So, if you guys haven't seen that video, be sure to go check that one out. I think, Derek, honestly, we can say, looking at this, we think this might be more of a likely scenario considering, you know, I, I saw a stat earlier today. Chris Ballard has only ever stayed at the pick he was given one time, and that was his first season taking Malik Hooker. Every single season, he's traded back or whatever. He's never really traded up. I guess he's always traded back or traded away his pick in the first <laughs> round, which is kind of crazy. So I think, you know, saying that the last three out of four years – it's probably likely that the Colts might trade back here. Yeah. So let's start here with the first round. Pick 21 as it stands right now. You have the Colts trading pick number 21. Let's see where we go with this. Take it away. Yeah, so I'm thinking when when we're talking about picks being brought back, I'm thinking along the lines of anywhere from pick 29 to pick 36 is right about the range from which I expect Ballard to trade back into. And with one of those picks – probably gets a, a third rounder in, in that mix. That's what I'm assuming he'll try to do is try to get that third round pick back that he lost from Wentz this year. So basically all he was giving up was the a first round pick in order to get another guy. So that's basically what I'm thinking here. But with that first pick that he has, I have him selecting Asante Samuel Jr., a cornerback from Florida State. Mm. Now, Florida State's defense was pretty atrocious over the last few years. You know, they haven't really been super great, but Florida State's program has not looked super great over the last few years. But Samuel Jr. might be one of the few exceptions to come out of Florida State over the last few years. I mean, this guy is a ball hawk. He's not your prototypical Ballard size when it comes to corners he's not insanely tall but he does have long arms so that helps make up for it but Samuel Jr. again just a a living ball hawk we kind of said that with Malik Hooker but again he's a guy that you know does really good at you know following his man has great instincts you know just one guy that I think out of all the corners in the draft, a lot of people would say is one of the best in man coverage, just being able to stick with a guy and just and stay on him the whole way, have no issues with that whatsoever. So when you're looking at a potential corner number one to try and get somebody to fall in line right there and then, I think Samuel Jr. is one of the best ones at that position. I mean, there are some people saying this guy could be cornerback number two. I mean, there's some people grading him that high because wow. of his ball hawking skills. So mm. I think Samuel Jr. is definitely worth the look if Ballard's going to want to trade back a little bit. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, you had a corner before left tackle. That's interesting <laughs> for sure. 
But, you know, I like it. <laughs> I do. I like addressing corner this early. I like being aggressive with corner. I think it's a bigger need than people will lead on and people will realize. Mm -hmm. But I think it's big, especially with the uncertainty with Xavier Rhodes. What, what have we got in Rocky Ascent in year number three now? You know, obviously you have Kenny Moore. But, like, you really have a lot of question marks at corner this year. So this would help alleviate some of those concerns potentially. And honestly, it feels like the Colts have kind of put a little bit of a Band-Aid besides maybe Rocky Sin. Obviously, Kenny Moore was – you got you got pretty lucky, like getting a guy like Kenny Moore, undrafted type of guy. But, you know, in terms of, you know, trying to find that cornerback number one, what have they done? They've signed Pierre Desir to a couple years. They mm -hmm. signed Xavier Rhodes to a one-year deal. They haven't ever found, in the Ballard era, haven't ever found their cornerback number one, right? A guy that's just going to go out there, has the size to lock down any guy – I mean, they don't, they don't have that right now. And potentially the, what I'm hearing from Asante Samuel Jr. is he's a guy that has that potential to be that kind of guy, right? Be that lockdown corner that you definitely need in this Colts defense. I mean, I think that's the probably the biggest one of the biggest needs. We've already talked about pass rusher before. Don't want to get back into that, but it is one of the biggest needs at on defense. So I definitely like it, man. I definitely like addressing one of your biggest needs on defense there early. And uh, from all I've heard, this guy is absolutely phenomenal. All right, and with the other second pick that we have, I have the Colts selecting Dylan Redunce, who is a left tackle from North Dakota State University. Okay. So the Colts will address left tackle here, just usually not much of a name that a lot of Colts fans actually know. But Redunce has been pretty good. You know, he's had the chance to basically block for Trey Lance while he was there. And, you know, being 6'5", about 307 pounds, you know, it's a decent-sized guy, nothing too ginormous compared to some of these other left tackles that we're talking about. But then again, he's pretty close to the same size as Eichenberg, just maybe about an inch or two shorter. But mm -hmm. he's, again, a, a lot like a Liam Eichenberg. He's a guy that does really well in pass protection, you know, is not going to get blown up on a lot of guys. But again, struggles off the edge a little bit, a little bit like uh, Liam Eichenberg will. But you know, when I think of the mechanics and somebody that you, again, can flow into your system and be able to help at that left tackle position alongside with next to Quentin Nelson, I think Redunds here makes a lot of sense in that second round if you can assure that he starts to get a little bit stronger. But outside of that, he's a mechanic. I like his fundamentals. I think that just makes a lot more sense in the second round. So Redunds here at uh, the left tackle spot in the second round. Okay, so now you've addressed left tackle and corner. That Those are definitely big needs as well. Left tackle, the biggest need on offense right now with obviously quarterback being addressed via Carson Wentz trade. All right, well, now we have a third-round pick, so let's move to that. Let's move to the third-round pick that you acquired <laughs> trading back in that first round to the second round. Who do you have the Colts take in in round number three? This was a guy that I had in my first mock draft, and he was the second-round pick, but he's being moved back to get here in the third round, and that's Carlos Basham Jr. Okay. I think he falls back a little bit because when we're looking at, at edge rushers specifically in this draft, I think some edge rushers are going to fall in this draft. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily super heavy in this draft. I think you're going to see a lot more receivers and a lot more corners and other things go a lot earlier than some of these edge rushers, and I think Basham is going to fall because the numbers and the film oftentimes tell you a different story based off of his 
size. I mean, remember, I told you he's 6'5", 280, almost 280 pounds, and he's got really long arms and really large hands. So this guy's really large, just ultimately, you know, the stats sometimes just don't tell the full story because, you know, he just is without a true pass move, uh, pass rushing move. So that's what he's going to have to learn as he comes into the NFL. But the size, the motor, and everything is there to become, you know, that guy of the future. So mm. I, that's why I have Basham here still. <laughs> a couple thoughts here. First off, how dare you take another Basham in the third round? Second <laughs> off, um, no, I think that really does that really does fit what Chris Ballard's been looking for in pass rushers, right? Maybe not necessarily like we saw that with Kamoko Ture, right? Like he didn't necessarily have the stats to back it up when he was at Rutgers. But what was it? It was the physical traits that he had. It was the length. It was the size. All that stuff um, that really like got in Ballard intrigued by him. So you know, take another guy. Pass rusher is such a big need. I like it, man. You know, it's not it's not going to be like a lot of pressure to come in right away and be the guy. But I'm of the belief that you can never have enough pass rushers. You can never have enough depth on the offensive and defensive lines. And I like this pick because it gives you. A lot of options there uh, of what you want to do and and bringing just bringing in more guys to get after the passer because that's what you struggled in and specifically at defensive end. So uh, I like that. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to take a pause from the video to talk about our sponsor for this video, Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for you, our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTJ at manscaped.com. I'll say it again with code BTJ at manscaped.com. And Derek, Manscaped hooked both you and I up with some pretty cool tools, right? I know you have one there. I have a couple here to, to keep it fresh down there. But Derek, I can't tell you, man, how many times, you know, you've been down there, you've been shaving, you're trying to figure that stuff out. And it's the worst. Uh, it's the worst, man. It is. And Manscaped worst. definitely is a great resource there to, to help you have confidence moving forward, man, and doing that. I know it's never fun, uh, but Manscaped yeah, exactly. makes it a little bit more bearable. Well, thankfully, Cody, I've not had any issues when it comes to that yet. Thanks to Manscaped <laughs> and the best thing that I've had with that was the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the new device that helps you. It's the third generation trimmer featuring a cutting ceramic blade that helps to keep you from having accidents down there. The best thing for your grooming experience. It also comes with an LED light, helps you mm. to make sure you see where you're going. Obviously, you need that. And it's also waterproof. I don't have any water on me right now, but I would definitely show you. Helps with your shower and grooming experience, makes it so much easier. Obviously, don't use it on your face. That's just nasty. I'm just letting y'all know that now. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do don't it. do that. Also, guys, with your package that you would also get comes with a lot of other things that you would need to help with your grooming experience. You have Preserver and Reviver to help with the family jewels to make sure everything is fresh. And also, Manscaped throws in a bunch of other things, including boxer briefs and a travel to-go bag for to be able to bring your stuff on the road with you. Believe me, your balls will thank you. Cody, tell them how you, uh, again how they can get started with their Manscaped experience. Absolutely. So 20% off and free shipping using the code BTJ, stands for Bring the Juice, 
BTJ at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BTJ. Unlock your confidence and always have the right tools with Manscaped. Thank you to all of you, including Manscaped, for sponsoring this video. Be sure to check them out, guys, and enjoy the video. All right. With the fourth round pick, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's the same one as my other one. It's Josh Imator Behevis. He's going to stay there oh at the fourth word. round pick. So I'm not going to go into that stuff again, because if you didn't see the last one, just go back to that and you'll see why I liked Josh in the round four. But <laughs> let's just go to round five. Okay. And I have them selecting Bobby Brown, the third, an interior defensive lineman from Texas A&M. So, Bobby Brown is a very interesting one because he is a very, very good size, but yet he's a lot more athletic than what you would think he is. Very massive human being, but again, he is very athletic. He's even gotten a couple sacks each year at Texas A&M. Just a phenomenal athlete in the middle. He's a run stopper, of course. Somebody that big, you're not going to get stuff very often. He's just gets double teamed all the time, and yet will never really get blown off the line of scrimmage because just that sheer size, I, I really like this from him, just ultimately doesn't make a ton of plays, but when you're talking about another potential anchor in the middle of your defensive line, and we've seen this before, Ballard likes to address the defensive line throughout the entire offseason, you know, just another guy on that interior of the defensive line to put into a situational football scheme I think Bobby Brown fits that perfectly just with his size and his motor. Yeah, but I'm not surprised by any stretch of the imagination that Ballard would take a defensive lineman again uh, in the fifth round. Not surprised one bit because we know how much, like you said, he loves, loves, loves tinkering with that line. So he's got physical attributes, that blue blue chip athleticism for his size that I think Ballard, if he's sitting there, he's like, yeah, I'm getting another guy. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, So I like that, man. I like that. All right. And the sixth round pick, and this is a guy that Zach Hicks has been riding off of for a long time. Been talking to him a lot over this past week, and that is Antoine Simmons, a linebacker from Michigan State. The reason I pick linebacker here and the reason why I pick Simmons is when he said he talked to him, he sounds a lot like Darius Leonard in the sense that he feels he has something to go out and prove because he's a little bit undersized, you know, doesn't have the big flashy plays or whatever, but just his body of work speaks for himself because this last season when I watched him play, the few games that I watched Michigan State actually play, it felt like Simmons was involved in every play. Felt like he was involved in every tackle. Reminds you of somebody that we know? Yeah, <laughs> it's Darius Leonard. So it, he's a very high motor guy. I think that his intangibles are what's going to hold him back a little bit. But I think it's another guy that's perfectly coachable, has the right mindset, and is just out to prove something. And We've seen Ballard take his fair share of linebackers late in the rounds to try to see if they will play special teams or if they're okay and and like for depth purposes at the linebacker position. I think Simmons would be another high character guy that Ballard would really fall in love with. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, getting more linebacker, especially with 
uh, potentially losing Anthony Walker to free agency. I mean, I think that's a good pick there. Uh, just getting some more depth along that defensive line and, or defensive uh, linebacker crews. So yeah, I like it. All right. Last pick. And it's going to be another wide receiver this time, Cody. So oh, this man. time it's going to be Trayvon Grimes, a wide receiver from Florida. So okay. Trayvon has had some unfortunate, definitely throughout his collegiate career, you know, when he comes to never really being the re- the quarterback's favorite target, he's always kind of taken a backseat to a bunch of other people. You know, we could go on and on about some of the weapons that Florida has had over the last two years, but Trayvon Grimes, I think has the perfect build for what a, a wide receiver really wants to be. And, you know, Kim, and he has, I don't remember what his 40 time was. I remember he played for Ohio State his freshman year, but then transferred to Florida to go get more time there because he saw who was coming up. Trayvon, I mean, is just a phenomenal athlete. I think sometimes he gets his angles at which he runs his routes, especially deep routes, oftentimes become too shallow. And I think he loses himself a little bit in that. But when I talk about a guy that has great fundamentals and a great body for how a wide receiver needs to be in the NFL, I think Trayvon Grimes is a perfect example of what we can get late in rounds that if you train him properly, I think this guy's going to be, this guy could be a stud in the NFL if he learns to utilize that body in more ways. Cause I look at him and I think of what Tyler Johnson was for Tampa Bay a lot this year. Tyler Johnson coming in as a late round draft pick, but comes in and really provides a lot of good minutes off the start. And as he gets more experience, I think he's going to be one of those guys that never translated in college, but has all the talent in the world to be an excellent pro. So Trayvon Grimes to end out the draft here. Sweet. And you ended out with an athletic guy. That's so Ballard right there. All right. Let us know what you think about it. Did you like it? Did, were there some picks that you didn't like or picks that you would change? Whatever it is, let us know in the comments below. But for Derek and myself, thanks for tuning in so much. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.